Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things psychic, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Well, I'm amazed that you're cold, and we had to wait a minute to start so she could run get a jacket. It is 90 degrees outside. It is, but the air is on in my house, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm freezing to death. Yeah. We just came from a wedding reception Mm -hmm. in a barn. Ooh. And it's 90 degrees outside. Oh, I bet that was hot. And it was 90 degrees inside. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I could not wait to get back to the AC in the car. Holy hell. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, if we're if we're not bitching because it's cold, we're bitching because it's hot. <laughs> we will not be happy. No. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. It's nice to be here with you. Welcome, Cranky, RJ, Bianca, Sherry, Barbara, Renee, Lana, Kokomoko, Kathy. It's nice to have you all here with us tonight. You bet. Uh, Lauren, welcome. And so, of course, it's Thursday night. So, what'd you have for dinner? Well, we didn't have, we haven't had dinner yet. We'll probably have like a peanut butter sandwich or, you know, or nothing, mm-hmm. some Powerade because uh, the fancy fish truck was in town today. So, we had oh, right. fancy fish truck late in the day for lunch. So, you know, not much of a dinner. We'll just call it fancy fish truck. Yeah. There you go. Fancy fish truck. That's what we had. We had chilies because I was laying on the couch and Rhonda didn't want to cook either. So we door dashed tonight. Oh, chilies. I I heard chili and I'm like, again, it is 90 degrees outside. (laughs) Right, right, right. No, (laughs) you don't seem to know that. (laughs) I know. I'm all confused. I don't know what, um, don't know what season it is. Right. Hey, Brandy, JR, welcome. Hey, Jody. Uh, let's see. Cranky had scrambled eggs and waffles. Nice. I, you know, always love a breakfast for dinner. Me too. I wish anyone else in my house did. Yeah. I'm the only person that likes breakfast for dinner. Rude. That is rude. Hmm. Uh, Barbara says it's too hot yet, but later there will be shrimp cocktail. Nice. Uh, Sherry said, made my 14-year-old make grilled cheese and chips. Good job. <laughs> On point, Sherry. Teaching those life skills, Sherry. Way to go. Uh, Lauren, pizza, which my son asks for every night. (laughs) Renee, multi-grain Cheerios, dry. Ooh, (laughs) living it up, Renee. (laughs) There you go, Renee. (laughs) Ah, Lana says it's an everyone fend for yourself night. See, you do one of those and then you make breakfast. That's what you do. There you go. Uh, brandy arby's fries and a cold diet dr pepper oh i'm down with that i'm always kathy. good for a fountain diet dr pepper oh yeah mm. mm-hmm. kathy says i had a boring salad uh hey cindy um coco what's canes oh is that a restaurant that's a restaurant name duh i'm like scratching oh. my brain Wait a minute. Is that Raising Cane's? Oh. Because we just got one of those in Idaho Falls, and oh, my God, they're delicious. Really? We have one? Yeah. Where at? Uh, over by Carrot's house. Oh. And. I not know. It's, yeah, it's, like, right by, right oh, around the corner. Oh, a chicken place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Renee says, too hot to eat or cook. Jody, mm-hmm. too hot to cook. Ugh. Dang it, everybody, with this hot weather, right? I know. Who said it was like 115? Who said that? Uh, I think that might have been Renee. I'm oh, not good sure. Lord. Whatever it was, well, my condolences, because that is horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Cindy, been indulging in barbecue something. I don't know what that mm. says. And Oregon Bay Shrimp Louie. Nice. Nice. Very good. Yeah, 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 raising canes. Yeah, I haven't tried the one here. I didn't even know we had one. So we also have a new Hawaiian place mm-hmm. whose name I cannot think of. Mobetas or yes, Mobetas. My God, have you guys had Mobetas? Mm-hmm. Very oh, good. Oh, oh. Delish. Yeah. Oh, Cindy, Cindy has, has steak. Oh, steak. She's been barbecuing steak. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Oh, is that what that's Patricia? Is- I'm old and with and without glasses. Can't tell. <laughs> oh, Barbara, I'm with Renee. It's 108 at 6 p.m. <laughs> hey, Patricia. Hey, Kathy. Come to San Diego. It's beautiful here. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. It is generally beautiful in San Diego. I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we... This afternoon, sat down and recorded both Patreons for the month. Yes, we did. Look at and us. They are all ahead of the game. Barn burners. Yes, they They're are. They're so good. Uh, we do give our take on Teal Swan mm-hmm. in one of them. And in the other one, what did you call it? Oh, Dunderheads Across the World. <laughs> <laughs> this dumb criminals as far as the eye can see. It was great. Oh, my gosh. I found some awesome ones. It all started with a TikTok I saw this afternoon about a guy uh, in Brazil who was robbing a paint fact or a glue factory to huff paint to huff glue. Mm-hmm. It's not paint; it's glue. <laughs> it's, glue. it's never paint. Uh, anyway, he opened the glue to huff it in the factory. He couldn't even wait till he got outside and dropped it, and in the process, dropped another and spilled glue everywhere and fell in it. And that's where the police found him. Very much fine, but stuck to the floor, and we're assuming high as balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would like to hang on to my brain cells. Thank you very much. Ooh. Oh, Renee, that is, that's insult oh. to injury. She said it was hot as blazes in my craft house. Went upstairs only to find the hose to the AC had popped out, and it was blowing hot air in. Like she needs more hot air. Oh, good Lord. Yikes. That's a that hard pass. Super hot. Kathy says, come to San Diego. It's beautiful here. I'm packing my bags. Let's yeah. get ready. Let's yes. do it. Let's do it. Well, I was just in Oakland a couple weeks ago, and it was beautiful there, too. Mm-hmm. Going again in July. I hope it stays beautiful. I don't know if it gets much right. hotter. Be nice. I don't know. You guys know our dear Kelly that uh, comes on the show and does, like, astrological. Yes. I almost said interventions. That would be interesting. Uh, mm. Anyway, mm. assessments. She lives in Bakersfield, and they yes. get, like, insanely hot. Insanely, unrelentingly, horrifically hot. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Cindy oh, Cindy says, oh, my heavens, daughter and I are sickened at the swan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it on Patreon just for our own protection. 
So please uh, feel free mm -hmm. over there if you want to join our Patreon. If you haven't already, it's not expensive. Five or yeah. ten bucks a month or 20 if you want the videos. We'll get you 10 or 20. We'll get you both episodes that we do every month. Five will get you the first one and Teal's one is the first one. So go join our Patreon. It helps support us. Um, but then you can see that we do things that we want to be a little careful about behind our paywall. So, but it's just uh, patreon.com true crime paranormal. Yeah. You know, some people are litigious uh, or we've done a lot of cults lately and um, cults can be a little frightening. <laughs> yeah. So Definitely. Definitely. And, and yeah, we just kind of want to be careful. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Paula, Corin, welcome, welcome. Nice to have you all here. So tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about resilience. Resilience is a skill that some of us learned as kids and some of us didn't. And it is something that can be learned. But if you have trouble bouncing back from a difficult situation, you know, trouble recovering or just trouble handling stressful situations. I feel like it's important to work on resilience just for everybody to help us better manage the things that we go through in life. Mm -hmm. So Katie, when I say that word resilience, what, what comes up for you? Resilience for me, I think is the, uh, the ability to bounce back. It doesn't mean you bounce back as the same person you were or in the same place in your life, but the ability to get back up after you've been knocked down, yeah, that's, we all get knocked down, you know, and, and sometimes people get knocked down repeatedly close mm -hmm. together and then you have to figure it out. Like, how do I put myself back together? And just like grief, I think there's no one cookie cutter pat answer for resiliency. For sure. You know, and, and you hear a lot of people talk about resiliency and I think resiliency is extremely important, mm -hmm. but I also feel like everyone's life path has been different. Everyone's struggles have been different. Everyone's mm -hmm. upbringing was different and it's going to look different for every single one of us, just yeah. like grief. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. So give us a couple of your own tips when you you're looking to bounce back when you're needing to be resilient. What do you do? One thing that I've been kind of notorious for, I think, is just trying to find the humor in everything. Mm. You know, yeah. lighten, lighten things up a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, and I think really we got that from our dad. He was really good at levity. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. too good. Sometimes we're too good. And... <laughs> laugh at funerals and shit like that but you know it's why we're we're really not allowed to go to church at all because of things like that but uh darn <laughs> darn, darn darn i'm always wanting to all the time thinking, look what we did i go to church more often no yes but for me i think yeah looking for humor in in things trying not to take myself too seriously but one of the pieces of resiliency for me is applying the four agreements Mm -hmm. I think that the four agreements should be something that is uh, in the empath handbook. Yeah. You know, but I also think that the four agreements is a really good guide to working on resilience. 
and, and giving yourself, uh, you know, some, some, a little handbook in resilience, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't, if you guys are familiar with the four agreements or not, I don't know. I've talked about them here sometimes, but the four agreements are based on a book by Don Miguel Ruiz. And Don Miguel Ruiz uh, was raised in Toltec wisdom. And yeah. these are agreements in Toltec wisdom that were passed down to him from his family. And he's gone on to write other things and do other stuff and whatnot. But, you know, per normal with a lot of spiritual writers, their first work is almost always the best work. Yeah. Because it's the inspired work before the publisher got a hold of them and said, we were thinking you should write a book about this, right. you know. And so I, this is, in my opinion, his best work. But I will tell you what the four agreements are. Oh, well, that wasn't great. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. I think that's huge when developing huge, resilience. Huge, huge. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. Your best isn't perfect. Your best isn't somebody else's best. Maybe your best is getting your ass out of bed today and taking a shower good enough right mm -hmm. it, there's your best doesn't have to be climbing the tallest mountain it doesn't have to be pretending like you're not hurting when you are your best is the best you can do for yourself that's all yep. so those are a few thoughts for me i have a few tips on that too but we can get into that later sure i love that i particularly love ne don't take anything personally Mm -hmm. so true you know we're all just focused on ourselves and so we think about ourselves we don't think other people think about ourselves we think they think about us but no that's not true we're all thinking about ourselves we're very mm -hmm. self-focused beings and mm -hmm. and so so often people's reactions are not about us at all oh yeah yeah without a doubt yeah Yep. And we're very quick to find fault. We're quick to find something to be heard about or be upset about. Our society is really geared towards that. Yeah. And unfortunately, your ego is probably also geared towards that. Because sure. I mean, your, your ego's ego... job. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Your ego's job is to keep you alive. That's the mm -hmm. whole goal. Yep. And so anytime you feel threatened in any way, your ego is going to jump in to, to mm -hmm. defend you. And then, um, and so if you believe, not if you believe, but if you allow that, mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to have that reaction, mm -hmm. then you, you know, temper yourself a bit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, because yeah, your ego wants you to be okay. So, and, but the ego has a hell of a good memory, you know? Yeah. And sometimes really. it's not even a conscious memory, but the ego going on, hey, uh, Remember when so-and-so did this and this was the outcome? And now so-and-so just said that. So surely this will be the outcome. So you should get upset or you should get your guard up or you should be offended when maybe that's not true at all. Right. And that's where that not making assumptions and not taking things personally comes into play. Yeah, definitely. definitely Hi, April. Definitely. Hey, April, we're talking about resilience tonight. So that's what we're talking about right now. You know, I, I, I like to turn things into humor too. Um, I am a big fan of dark humor because sometimes you need it. Mm -hmm. I'm also a silver lining person. And so one of my favorite things in a, in a situation that seems real shitty is to try to find the silver lining. What's the good thing? How did this 
benefit me in some way? How did I learn Mm -hmm. something good? You know, and that's not always easy to do. And I don't think that we should ever minimize our emotions. Definitely be pissed off. Mm -hmm. Be whatever you are, sad, you know, frustrated, irritated. But then look at silver lining because there's always is one. In the last few years, I've worked with so many people who lost a job. And of course, the first place to go is fear and anger and hurt. Of course it is. And so feel those things. But here's the thing. You just got this tremendous opportunity to go find something better, to do something you really want to do. Maybe you hated that stupid job, but you kept it because you needed the money, you know, because we're all there, right? Mm -hmm. We're all there. However... When that job disappears itself from your life, you get to choose again. And maybe this time you choose something you like better. So I I feel like even when change hurts and is painful and difficult, Mm -hmm. it's still an opportunity to look at the direction your life is going and ask, am I doing what I want? Is this really what I want? Mm -hmm. How can I put myself in the driver's seat of this situation? And that's the key to resilience is mm-hmm. putting yourself back in the driver's seat of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at, okay, so that just disappeared out of my life. Maybe that's not what I wanted. However, mm-hmm. now I get to look and take control of things and look again and change things. Maybe this is my opportunity mm-hmm. to do something different. Yeah. I love that. And it's interesting because COVID really, uh, it created this really unique opportunity for people who lost their jobs because not only uh, was your job gone, but likely you had a chunk of unemployment that gave you some breathing room, which usually unemployment sucks, you know, but Mm -hmm. in this instance, a lot of people got, you know, a, a good amount of money to live on. And it was an interesting opportunity for people to not jump from the frying pan into the fire, you know? And I know a lot of my clients who lost work at that time were able to sit sit back, be patient, give themselves an adequate chance to find the right thing versus just taking anything, which is what they may have, would have had to do, uh, you know, in other circumstances. Right. It's really interesting to see how COVID has shaken up the marketplace, the workplace, you know, and suddenly people are like, yeah, I'm not working for shit anymore. You're going to have to pay me well, or somebody else will, because they will. Very interesting. Yeah, that has been a good thing. And, but it always makes me happy to see people taking the opportunity, seize that. Mm Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. You know, you're not, don't be a victim in the situation. Be in charge. Mm -hmm. Be like, okay, great. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be in my life anymore. Let's Mm -hmm. go find something that should be, that I want, that I am actively choosing. What if it was a job you loved? If it was a job you loved, grieve it. Allow yourself to grieve it. Allow yourself to grieve that loss. Mm -hmm. And then go find yourself another job you love. Yep. I think one nice note from that is that If you found a job you loved once, you can find a job you love again. Definitely. Definitely. You know, in past life regression work, I've had experiences with people lots of times where we experienced a life. Because when you do past life regression, unless the client has something very specific they want to work on, a lot of times it's more of a, 
we'll just let spirit guide us where we go. And you usually visit like three lives, depending on how long it all takes and, and whatnot. But anyway, um, so we usually go, what a, okay, we're just going to leave spirit to, to guide, right? So I've had clients so many times in past life regressions that they visit a life that's to me, I'm like, hmm, okay. Like it's not that uh, profound to me, you know, mm -hmm. it's not that interesting, uh, but it's not my experience. It's theirs, you know, but in my experiences with them, you know, you'll have one that you're like, huh, I don't know. Interesting how often they come out of that session going, I really needed to see myself having a happy relationship or having children or having a life that I, I, the kind of life I want. I've done it before and I can do that again. I always think that's really fascinating. Yeah, that is really fascinating. Um, and, and, and it does, that does matter that, you know, you know, you can repeat the pattern. Yeah. But you got to lot, but you also have to allow yourself to grieve. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not hurting yourself by allowing the, those emotional responses mm -hmm. and, and the time that you need, because we've all been there and lost something that you loved and that you didn't mm -hmm. want to lose for sure. Yeah. But don't get stuck in it. No, that's the point. Yeah. Be mad. Be sad, be effed up about it, but don't unpack your bags and live there. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that I think helps with resilience is to start looking at your life in a big picture, in the big picture. Because mm -hmm. we get bogged down in details and that can really hold us down. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, looking at, okay, in 10 years, is this going to matter to me? Am I even going to remember it? You know, because mm -hmm. so much of what we go through that might feel catastrophic in the moment is a mm -hmm. tiny little blip in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. One time I was uh, having a bad morning, you know, just a bad morning. Nothing worked out. I was pissed off. My kids were on my last nerve. Everything was, you know, those mornings, by the time I got them out the door to school, I just couldn't stand to look at any of them, you know, or myself, <laughs> you know, where I was just done. <laughs> And so I start doing housework and I'm like slamming dishes around and slamming the vacuum around and just really having a moment, you know, mm -hmm. and I started hearing laughter from my guidance. And I was like, what the fuck? What's so funny? And so finally I checked in and said, what's so funny? And they said, huh, just you. <laughs> was not funny to me. What was <laughs> funny to them was that they were like, of all of the things in your life, we think it's so funny that this is what you're choosing to be upset about. And explain to me that this lifetime, this thing I'm experiencing right now is, is like a pixel, you know, mm -hmm. on this enormous photograph. And when you're so stuck in this one place and when you're in this one pixel that sucks and you're just going to, you know, throw the dishes in the sink and bang the vacuum around and just let yourself stay in a bad pissed off mood all day. Mm -hmm. That was just funny to them. <laughs> It kind of, it gave me some perspective to be like, yeah, okay, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I can calm down now. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, th that perspective is super important, you know, and mm -hmm. another way to get perspective is to tell someone that you're close to how you're feeling. Yeah. And, and be open to, am I taking this too seriously? Am I hanging on to this too much? Mm -hmm. This is what happened. And let somebody tell you from their perspective because 
you know, we get hyper-focused in our own lives and another person, just like your guides might be like, dude, yeah, let it go. It doesn't matter, you know, but you have to be in a place to be able to accept that too. Yeah. But if you can yeah. ask for that, it's really helpful mm-hmm. for someone else to be able to tell you you're, you're, it, it's okay. And things yeah. are going to, you know, you're going to move on from this and be fine. Mm-hmm. We just need reminded occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. The other part of it is to really um, support your spirituality. You know, I think part of spirituality is a huge reminder to us that we are bigger than this lifetime. That There's more to everything that we will experience than just this moment. And so spirituality definitely helps. I feel like meditation helps a lot to maintain a level of calm, to just... Over time, meditation will reduce your anxiety level by quite a bit, not necessarily in the moment, but cumulatively it will. Mm -hmm. So if you meditate or if you pray or whatever you do, do it because that is a huge part of learning resilience. Yeah. Yeah. And then the big F word. Right. Forgiveness. (laughs) Oh, that big F word. I was going to say, just yell, fuck, and put it out, you know, like. Yeah, just fuck it all. Uh, no, forgiveness. It, it's a big piece of resilience because either you need to do some forgiveness work for yourself, which is likely, because I'll tell you what, we are so damn anxious to make ourselves feel guilty about stuff. It's, it's human nature, mm-hmm. but it is something that, F's up resiliency and drags you down more than anything. And so on one hand, learning to forgive yourself and move forward, let go of stuff. Here's the thing, you guys, you were doing the best you could with what you knew at the time or what you had at the time. You were, you were, I don't care what situation you could bring to me. I would tell you that because I know it's true. When someone dies, my clients, I've seen it in everyone, everyone, they feel guilty in some way. Even when it was someone who was, you know, dying by pieces and, and were ready to go or was, you know, 90 years old or whatever, there's always this need to be like, well, I could have done more. Well, I could have, you know, sent this last card or seen them this last time or, you know, brought a better casserole to the funeral or whatever it is. You know, there's just always that <laughs> what I could have done that would have been better. And that's, it's just not helpful. And that's just an example, of course, but that's just, it, it, you have to find a way to forgive yourself. But the other part of that is forgiving others and forgiving others is a tough one. And I have a tip that uh, I put in luminous at some point. Oh, no, I don't have it. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had it. You have to uh, forgive yourself for not having that. I have to forgive myself. But basically the idea behind forgiveness that uh, forgiveness doesn't mean that what someone did to you is okay. It means right. that you don't want to pack it around and let you hurt anymore from it. And so you're ready to lay it on the table because you don't want to carry it around and hurt and feel shitty about it anymore. Right. No, it's not worth it. You don't deserve it. Neither does anybody else really. You don't hurt anybody else with that stuff. Just you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sherry says, and have a piece of cake. Cake never makes me feel bad. Good point. There you go. 
Hey, Jacqueline JR. and Lynn. Yeah, hello, you guys. And JR, yeah. JR says, I spent a long time internalizing everything, believing everything was my fault and everyone was set up with me. Recently, I realized, wow, it's not all about me. Now I'm angry all the uh, of all the time I wasted. Now listen, <laughs> JR, don't be wasting one more damn second on that. It doesn't matter. You know now. And mm -hmm. if you are angry over the time that you wasted, you're still wasting the time, my friend. Yeah. And babe, that's just because you're an empath. Yeah, it is. And empaths do think everything is their fault. And if no one's ever helped them understand that it's not, you were doing the best you could with the information that you had. Right? When you really feel a lot of other people's emotions, it does feel like everything is about you and is your mm -hmm. fault because you feel what other people are feeling. And yeah. it goes through that filter of, well, this must be about me except that it probably isn't. Mm -hmm. It's about them. Yeah. So forgive yourself, JR. So you can, mm -hmm. you've got lots of time left to be happy and free from that. Yep. Cranky says, I'm not responsible for anyone else's unhappiness or happiness. Right. Or yeah. happiness. Yeah. So Brandy, Here's what I want to tell you about it. She said, I'm struggling very hard with the guilt with my boyfriend's death. He told me he wasn't feeling well and I shrugged it off and he was gone the next morning. It's so hard. Babe, I'm going to tell you something. You weren't going to stop it. No. You weren't. And it went down the way it did and I know it's hard and I know it's going to be hard for a while and I will honor that space with you as long as you need. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe forever. You know, I get it. I do. To some degree, I, I have not lost, uh, I've lost parents, but I have not lost a significant other. So I, I don't want to say that I know. But uh, what I do know is that you were not going to stop that. Mm -hmm. His body was done. He was done. Yep. yep. And I'm so sorry. And I know how much you're hurting, but I really want you to hear that, that you weren't going to stop that. And it yeah. sucks and it's not fair and it's bullshit all the way around. But that's true. But you know what, Brandy? He doesn't blame you. And he does not no. want you to blame yourself. No, no, I feel no. that very strongly. He does not want you to blame yourself because it wasn't your fault. Yep. And the thing is, when people are going to die, they're going to die. Yeah. We can't. We, we, we like to think we're in more in control than we are. And in situations like that, we just aren't. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know... He will always be a part of you. He is always going to be a guardian and a guide for you and be standing right next to you. And yeah. I know, I know that's meaningful. Uh, that that's true. That's mm -hmm. him. Yep. But you have a whole chat room of people here that are loving on you and, and sending their love. They know. Yep. They, do. they know. Absolutely. Barbara, thank you. And that is a reminder. The super chat is on. If you want to, <laughs> Give us a tip. We uh, always really appreciate it when we remember to tell you. We must hate money. <laughs> I actually love it. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting slightly better at accepting it and um, receiving it. So it's getting better. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So the other thing about resilience is to be kind to yourself. And if you mm -hmm. kind of crash and burn and fall apart, okay, that's all right. Uh-huh. The, the point is that nothing has to ruin your life forever. No. And 
we can let it happen. We can sit in it forever. That it doesn't have to happen that way. Yeah. It's entirely possible to pick yourself back up and keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it. You know, it's, it's worth it to be happy, to have the things that you want in your life and to be in charge of your life. Drive the bus, put yourself back in the driver's seat, start making choices rather than things acting upon you, act upon them, take control. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a hard part. You know, when you, Mm -hmm. when you're kicked to the ground, I, I do feel like Sometimes it can feel like just giving up. But when you do, you literally have just given up all of your own decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, even life that is different after a loss or a big change is still life. It can still yeah. be good and positive and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Every situation you have in your life is going to change you. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. But... It doesn't mean it has to flatten you forever. It won't. No, it won't. As long as, you know, you're standing up for yourself and driving the bus. Yeah, Jody, this too shall pass. Right. I mean, we've all been through those things and sometimes they're fast and sometimes they're slow. Yeah. But they do pass. Yep. Hey, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, thank you so much. I needed to hear he didn't blame me. I know he is by my side. I smell his cologne at times. Mm-hmm. Just so hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's it is not hard. going anywhere. But no, yeah. he isn't. And he does not blame you. No. Now, no. oh, for resilience, extraordinary determination, courage, and resoluteness in the face of extreme adversity. Okay. I love We've it. We've all been there. And, you know, just being brave. It's okay to be scared. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, well, Lauren. Oh, what? Lauren oh. says, I grew up with a narcissistic mother. So I've always assumed since nothing was her fault, it was mine. It has taken a long time to figure out it has not been my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we're taught that from the time that we're little teeny kids, that's super hard because those are unconscious beliefs that are acting mm-hmm. on our current lives, you know? Oh, yeah. So, Lauren, I'm so happy for you that you have figured out that, mm-hmm. in fact, it was not your fault. Absolutely. Yep. So the Mayo Clinic has an article about oh. how to develop resiliency. Oh, interesting. I thought it was interesting because we always come at things that are a little more of a metaphysical or paranormal, or not paranormal, maybe, but uh, (laughs) more of a spiritual slant. But I was interested in what they had to say. So they had several bullet points that I thought were interesting and worth hearing. Mm -hmm. They said, if you'd like to become more resilient, consider these tips. Get connected, meaning get connected in your community. People asking for help. Mm -hmm. Volunteer, make friends, find a church or another community organization that makes sense for you, but get connected. Make every day meaningful. They suggested do something every day that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose, which, you know, could be a walk around the block. It could be doing the dishes today. It could be, you know, something bigger or something smaller. It doesn't have to be something that's, you know, enormous, but doing something that makes the day meaningful. Mm -hmm. Learn from experience. Think about how you've coped with hardships in the past. Consider the skills and strategies that helped you through those times. Yeah. Good. Remain hopeful. You can't change the past, but you can't. I almost said pants. You can't change pants. You really can. 
Don't even wear them if you don't want to, really. Uh, <laughs> you can't change the past, but you can always look towards the future. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. And that's this is physical self-care. Get sleep. Eat. Have bedtime rituals. Exercise a little. Do things that are good for your body. And then be proactive. And this, I think, is a really good point. Be proactive. Do not let things build up forever in you until they come out in ways that you don't love or or never come out. Right. Get some therapy if you need to. Talk to somebody. Emote. You know, don't just let things be bottled up. Be proactive about what you're feeling. Yeah, definitely. Have ways to express what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else was I gonna? Oh, uh, cranky tips for getting connected for introverts. Well, I think honestly, cranky, what you're doing right now is pretty great. You mm-hmm. know, connecting in ways that are comfortable. And online yeah. connections have, while they, uh, some people would maybe deem them as not as meaningful. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that. For people who are introverts and really doing public stuff is just not going to be their jam ever. Why not take advantage of online connections to be the connection for you? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. The connections that you access should be the ones that you want, that you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Totally. Well, another one for me that I've noticed is to... Watch resilient people. Pay attention to people in your Mm -hmm. life who are going through difficult times, who are showing resilience. And our parents both did this through their Mm -hmm. illnesses and deaths. They were shockingly resilient. And I learned Mm -hmm. a lot just from watching them. Neither of them just sort of collapsed into giving up or Mm -mm. getting a negative attitude or poor me. They didn't do any of that stuff. They stayed Mm -hmm. positive and, you know, accepted their situation. Honestly, a big part of resilience is also accepting where you are. Yeah. Constantly fighting what's real. You can't really move on from it. So accepting your reality and staying positive in your thinking are really important, as well as acknowledging and feeling your emotions, because there's nothing wrong with those emotions. Yeah. Um, Have them. But don't sit in them. Experience them and then move on from them. Yeah. 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 Uh, Renee said not wearing pants may bring on a whole new set of problems. (laughs) It depends on if you're in Walmart or elsewhere. Yeah. Where are you? (laughs) I will tell you that my son works in a grocery store. And recently witnessed a woman be asked to leave the grocery store for not wearing pants. (laughs) She was wearing a t-shirt and underpants and trying to shop in the grocery store like that. So you're correct, Renee. That can be a problem. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's funny. That is awesome, actually. What was she thinking? Well, she clearly wasn't, I think, pretty obviously. Nor was, if you can imagine this, the man with her in the store. (laughs) And that's what my son was like. Why didn't that guy say something or stop her? You know, like you need to put some pants on before you go in the store. No. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. I have this dialogue in my head of her being like, I totally forgot. I didn't have pants on. She did say, I thought I did. Oh dear. 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of sad now, actually. Like, where, where are you in your head that you didn't know you didn't have pants on in the grocery store? Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. It, it, it was not good. That's pretty sad. Hey, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Cranky, I've seen this, too. She said, I saw a lady in Walmart with a tube top and a bra underneath plus skin tone yoga pants. Skin tone yoga pants need to be a hard pass. Right? <laughs> yes. yes. I have also naked. seen that. I have also seen that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Amy says, I have to say my brother's death was the first time I didn't feel the guilt. But the pain of knowing I won't see him again hurts. It's also, I'm also still not sure I am actually accepting he's gone. It's okay, honey. That's just, mm-hmm. that's part of the process of of grief is you have to give yourself some time for that to set in. And she said, it. I feel like it's another long-term hospital stay and he'll be home one day. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. That's where you are right now. That's, that's fine. Okay. That's totally okay. When you go through a death, people will often say, well, I'm worried about so-and-so. They haven't even cried. Don't worry about so-and-so. They're doing it their way. You worry about right. how you're doing it. Let them do it their way. You know, yeah. everyone does grief the way they do grief. Mm-hmm. Now, one time I had a client who her husband died. He had cancer and she nursed him through his death and he died in their bedroom. And it was really traumatizing and really sad. And she just stopped. She wouldn't leave that bedroom. They did not have a service. She didn't do anything. Her sisters had to come live there to take care of her children because CPS was threatening to take them away. And she sat in that bedroom for two years and her family couldn't, they were feeding her, but that was about where it stopped. All of her teeth rotted out of her head because she completely quit. She wouldn't take care of herself. She lost a fair amount of hair because she didn't shower for months at a time. Like her depression hit the wall in a place that she should have had serious medical intervention. Intervention, definitely. Her family just didn't know what to do with her. And then she finally just kind of woke up one day and realized that this isn't the way she wants to live and that she's not doing right by their children and that this wouldn't be what he wanted. It took her two years and a lot of pain in between. And she finally kind of woke up and and got her life back and, Mm -hmm. you know, started her sisters helped her to get dentures, get her teeth pulled and and taken care of and, and get dentures and get her hair done and, buy some clothes and like start leaving the house a little bit to buy groceries. And then started coming to see me for some sessions and started mm-hmm. like trying to just live a little bit again. But the wow. guilt and shame over the way she handled his death was then eating her alive sure. because it was, it was really bad, but it was, again, she just needed more help than she got. I just don't think her family was equipped to, do something different. I, I wish CPS really would have gotten involved because maybe they could have helped get her some real help, you know, yeah, but she probably again, to be hospitalized, she did, but to get, you know, in a better place. Mm-hmm. But again, it is what it is, but it took that much time for her. That's the one time that I go, okay, yes, we would have to judge that level of grief and help. Right. Yes, definitely. But so often I go, don't get off of people's ass for the way they're yeah. grieving. Leave them alone. Yeah. Be supportive. Be there. Be kind. Love them. But quit telling people how they get to grieve. Yeah. Especially in place counts of miscarriage 
and animals passing. Yes, two huge ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's a very good point. Yeah. April says, I wonder why people think online connections aren't real. If everything, including us, our energy, wouldn't that energy be the same as if it was in real life? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes, April, and I know you know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, and online connections are real, very much yeah. so. Corin says, connection is the one I'm really struggling with. I have connections, lots of them, and deep ones. But everyone is so deeply exhausted and discouraged that I'm still unable to find the help I need. Good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeking out some, th- this is why I say look for the resilient people around you and learn from them and create relationships with them because you can learn resilience from another person. You can learn mm-hmm. it by watching. You can learn it by experiencing it, even by saying, I'm struggling with bouncing back from this. What would you do? Those kinds of things. So, Corin might mean mm-hmm. a new connection for you, someone that isn't so exhausted and discouraged. And I know it feels right now like everyone is. Mm-hmm. And and to some extent, I think that's true. But, you know, not everybody is as discouraged maybe as you're feeling. And You know what you might look for, Corin? It's something mm-hmm. more like a hobby group. Yes. I have to say that in the last mm-hmm. few years, I have gotten probably more... I hate to use the word edification because that sounds so religious. Someone slap me, but, but more uh, support and levity in other things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I'm in a couple of uh, 3D printing groups for women and a resin group and, you know, and actually some, some health groups like an RA group and some things like that all on Facebook. And mm-hmm. those groups have been amazing for me. And not that I, you know, or, you know, going in the resin group and being like, well, I'm having a really shitty day and need support. Some people do, though. Some people do. And actually, the people in those groups are wonderful. I suggest looking for things outside, maybe, of the issue. Just other things, mm-hmm. other supportive people in other aspects of your life or interests and things that you're working on. That's where I think you're going to find the people that maybe aren't so burned out, exhausted, pissed off, overdone. Mm-hmm. And maybe not, but that's my suggestion. That, that's what I have found, but I know that's anecdotal, but you know, that's, it's, it's a thought. It is. I, I think it's a great one. It's a great mm-hmm. one. Also, cause there's something to focus on in there, mm-hmm. you know, something to put your attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kathy says, whenever I go through something hard, I put on Bob Marley's everything's going to be all right. And basically put it on repeat. I love that. First of all, I love music as a part of resilience. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to have your pissed off music and then you got to have your pump you up music. You know, (laughs) that's why I love Spotify or, you know, any of the subscription services because you can literally listen to anything. And I do have very specific music that I listen to for different experiences I might be going through. Mm -hmm. And I love that, Kathy, and I love Bob Marley. So that is Mm -hmm. very cool. It's a great idea. Mm hmm. Let's see. Also, because it helps to shift your thinking. Like you say, then it becomes a mantra and helps me put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything is going to be all right. Starts going through your mind over and over again. And it changes the weather in your head. Yeah. You know, one of the tools I actually brought with me tonight was a positive affirmation tip on building positive affirmations. I am mm-hmm. a big fan of positive affirmations if they're used correctly. 
So here's what a positive affirmations are a great way to keep your spirit up. So here's what a positive affirmation should be. It should be positive. In other mm-hmm. words, not saying the positive affirmation should not be, I'm not going to have a shitty day. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it needs to be, I'm having a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. It also should be in first person and present. Mm-hmm. So not a future thing, but a right now thing. Mm-hmm. One to two sentences. It shouldn't be too long. Um, except for if it's a whole song, which of course I could never argue with that. <laughs> and it should be placed somewhere that you'll see it frequently. So on your lock screen on your phone or on the refrigerator or the bathroom mirror or wherever you're going to see it a few times in the day. And remember to stop and repeat it to yourself. Positive affirmations are an amazing way to help remind yourself that you're okay. Yes. It's so smart. So smart. And I love using a song as yeah. a positive affirmation. I think it's a great way because it, you learn the words and then you sing it to yourself and, you know, over and over again. And yeah. I'm a big fan of listening to something I repeat over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. True crime is a hobby. That's correct. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's see. Uh, hang on. I missed somebody. Wanted to mention Renee says, My son, when he was young, he lost his grandfather who he was close to and watched die. He never cried, and I didn't make him, he did it his way, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know when you different deaths hit you different ways. If someone mm-hmm. is ill and their death is expected, it's different. You know, watching people die of cancer, I mean, yes, I was sad my parents died, but was I also grateful that they didn't have to go through all that bullshit anymore? Yes, I was, you know, and, so and, there was, is... and that all of us didn't have to go through that bullshit anymore. Yes. It's okay to be relieved. I, I've is. heard this from a lot of people when they had a death or, or something else happened that was large in their life and go, is it horrible that I feel relief? No, that's just showing you how much stress and strain you've been under. No, right. it's not horrible. That's no, that's okay. That's healthy. You can be grateful for the person and for you. And that, yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bianca, we've been having trouble getting through to my 18-year-old nephew who's having mental health issues. Mm. His father is a big enabler. I wish he would hear this episode, but he wants nothing to do with this issue. That's yeah. difficult. But if you've got somebody solving all your problems and you're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what needs to change there, Bianca, just like we all do. We've all seen it. For sure. Goodbye, April. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jody said, uh, Travis Tritt, great day to be alive. Oh, Oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I like uh, Beautiful Day by um, U2. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I love the uh, the mantra that it's a good day to have a good day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And picking Amy one said beforehand. Thing. Oh, what's that? Picking something oh, beforehand. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this song. Next time I'm feeling down or, or struggling, I'm going to use this song to help bring me back up. That's really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, for sure. Amy said one of her prof- processes is crafting. She said last week was so stressful. I spent a few hundred dollars and have been pouring resin nonstop. <laughs> I love that. Hey, if it's been there. Right. Yes. Absolutely. 
you yeah. know, minor. These guys right here, crystals. Oh, yeah. Have I bought quite a few crystals lately? Yes, I have. Because, <laughs> yes, having something that feels good mm -hmm. and is positive, most definitely. Well, and a collection thing. I love that because when you're collecting something that requires some time, some mm -hmm. research, some searching, you know, it, it's very satisfying to have something that you collect or seek out. Yeah. I also think research for you brainiacs that like really like to like learn more all the time. And I know a lot of you guys are like that. Researching is awesome. You don't have to be in school you and you don't have to do it a certain way. But if you can fall down the rabbit hole of a subject that you're really interested in. Yeah. That's an amazing way to just help boost you up and give you something focus to focus on that feels like you're accomplishing something and, you know, filling yourself up. I love that. Mm -hmm. And some things, if you can't think of a single thing to research, think about your ancestry. Yeah. Think about not just your immediate ancestry, but your further out ancestry and really researching where your ancestors came from and what things were like, what kind of spirituality they would have had, what kind of food they would have eaten, what kind of vocations they would have had. Those are really interesting things to dive down into as, yeah. and, and learning how to cook that food or, you know, experiencing those things, smelling the things they would have smelled. Those mm -hmm. are things that I think are super interesting and a really good way to just continue to flesh out who you are. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you, if you go back very far, you discover that your ancestors had lives way harder than ours. Oh, God. Yeah. And they had the resilience to get through them. I like to you know, kind of think about the, the women that we came from and the things that they, you know, the resilience that they developed to live through the things that they lived through and how I can call upon that too, because that's my blood, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Kimberly. Yeah. Kimberly, you're definitely. right. Also try to get out of the house. It does good to see somewhere different and other people. So yeah. true. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And laugh. Guys, laugh. Mm-hmm. Laughing is so important and we need it very much so. And so finding things to laugh at intentionally, you know, having, you know, comedy or a funny movie that you go, that you fall back on if you need to watch something, you know, Rhonda and I watched um, Melissa McCarthy and uh, oh, mm -hmm. I just forgot her name, Sandra Bullock in the heat the other night. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one of ours we fall back on is that movie because it is so freaking funny. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, stuff like that really mm -hmm. helps. Comedy. I listen to comedy every single day while I'm showering, getting ready for the day. That's my jam. I turn on, I have an Alexa in my bedroom. I turn it on. Everyone knows to leave me alone because <laughs> I'm doing my thing and that's my time. And I love that time. And, you know, with Pandora and Spotify and YouTube and all of the different podcast carriers, there is so much at the tips of your fingers. You can find something you resonate with. You can. Absolutely. It's out there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, Tammy. <laughs> oh, Tammy. Yeah, that Melissa McCarthy movie also. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one is so... Oh. I love Tammy because it is hilarious, but also so multifaceted, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is very much. Yeah. Laughing is better than crying. Yes, Kimberly, our grandma and our great-grandma both mm -hmm. used to say 
sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And so they definitely, you yeah. know, they liked to find the funny, even the dark funny, mm-hmm. to, you know, boost yourself up. Sometimes, yeah. And, and I know sometimes with dark humor, I know I go too, I go too far for my husband sometimes. <laughs> and it's just, so this is terrible. You'll, you, you, you'll probably all judge me. It's fine. But <laughs> part of his job as a home inspector is he inspects homes that are going on, that are in the foreclosure process oh yeah and we're in the stage right now with a there's a lot of foreclosures oh man it's sad there's a lot of foreclosures hitting the market but Mm. um practically all of the ones that we're inspecting right now are beautiful 200 300 400 thousand dollar homes but anyway yesterday we went to and, and all we do at this point is take pictures of the exterior to prove that we feel like people still live there Mm-hmm. Because the bank just wants to know, have these people moved out yet? Is this place abandoned? What's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So we came around the corner to inspect this house, and there was a hospice car in the driveway. Oh, no. And Scott was like, oh, no. He's like, oh, my God, I feel horrible about this. We're horrible people. This is terrible. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, let the bank know that they'll be moving out sometime in the next six months or so. No. I thought it was funny, but he thought that I am horrible. Terrible, Terrible, but yes, dark humor. Yes. I know. (laughs) Awful. I'm awful. You're not awful. But Uh, yes, dark humor. (laughs) Um, JR, yes, planning for a bad day. Oils, Palo Santo, sage, music, singing bowl, video playlist. I think that's really important is being prepared in advance. Just knowing I've got some things around. If I'm struggling, Kimberly was a fan of your little hospice joke there. And why did I make that joke? Because he was feeling bad. So the empath in me, you know, needed to just lighten it up and make it like not that big of a deal. So that's where we went. I think, honestly, you guys, he would have turned the car around and left and not inspected that property. (laughs) And I said, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Like people lose their houses for a lot of different reasons and obviously there's an illness happening in this house and mm-hmm. you don't know this person could be 80 they could be you know not we don't know that you know right but anyway that's all <laughs> it's probably fine but Renee, i did see that melissa mccarthy has a new show god's favorite idiot on netflix it's it's on my list for this weekend to watch Ooh. uh amy i'm also a big fan of asmr yes If you're Mm -hmm. a sensory person and you like sound sensory or touch, I love, Mm -hmm. um, I'm a fidgeter. I have a ridiculous number of fidget toys, mostly magnetic ones. I have tons Mm -hmm. of them because I love to fidget. So I'm either fidgeting with the beads I wear on my wrists or one of my crystals or some kind of um, magnet. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, if you like sensory stuff, that's really important too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. TikTok. There's tons of people that do ASMR live on TikTok. Yes. Do all kinds of stuff. They do. Tons of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your, your, your little joke. It it went over. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. No hell for me. I don't believe in hell. So no hell for me anyway, but. You know. Kimberly's watching the new Melissa Carthy uh, this weekend too. You know her; she plays alongside her husband in that one, and they're really, really good together. So I'm excited to mm-hmm. see that. Ah, Renee, I lo- I'm weird. I love the sound of crinkling bags, like when they open yarn. <laughs> I bet Renee 
that you can find where someone has made a track of that sound. That's probably true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet there is. Because that's that kind of sensory stuff. It's everywhere now. And it's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when people cut um, like the, the moon sand, the sticky sand, and then they cut it with a knife. The sound oh, it yeah. makes. That is a good sound. That is mm-hmm. a very good sound. The foil art that I do. People like the sound of peeling the foil off. It is a very soothing sound. I've made several TikToks of just peeling art because people just like to hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting. I have not seen Eurovision yet on Netflix, Cranky. Oh, that's the new Will Ferrell. Ferrell. I do need to watch that as well because I do love Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Now you're doing it too. Will the Pharaoh. Yes. Will the Pharaoh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So seeking stuff like that out, you know? I like glass breaking, says JR. Ooh. Ooh. Dollar store. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You don't have to wait to listen to someone else do it. You can do it yourself. Do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do we still have an Etsy shop? Yes. Yeah, we do. I'll post it for you. Yeah, Katie will post that for you. (laughs) M says it was funny and true. Your, Your joke. Well, thank you so much. I, I feel better now. Scott made me feel like a monster, but he was wrong, wasn't he? Yep. I figured it out. Totally now. wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you all, we have done it. We are right down to the end of our time. And I just hope that this conversation helped. If you are feeling a little underwater, to remember that there are many things that you can do for yourself mm-hmm. and that it is possible to develop resilience, even if you didn't grow up with it. And it's, it's, it's a goal of mine to help people with it because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm very lucky that I have resilience Mm -hmm. and I just want everyone to have that. I want everybody to be able to bounce back from all the hard shit and keep going and be okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep talking about all of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is our Thursday episode. So we are, we're done for the week. You guys, we will be back on monday with a new case new cases and everything but we will those two new patreons will be going up probably by tomorrow and so if you haven't joined our patreon do you'll hear about what we think about tail swan also if you're looking to laugh um dunderheads across the world is a great episode where katie just tells us about all the dumb criminals from everywhere because you know the good news is they're everywhere it's they're they're definitely they're everywhere, every country, you name it. Yes. So, uh, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Bye, guys. <laughs>